We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Jalen, Julius was talking about the need to get off to a good start tonight. What are the things that you felt you executed well in that first quarter? Um, I think we got stops. I think we got out and ran. Um, got out and ran. Um, oh yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's a it's a mixture of a lot of things. That's a really good team over there. I think we called them on a bad night. So uh, I mean, that's honestly uh, not typical of them. But um, hey, I mean, win's a win, and uh, I'm glad we got one. I'm glad we fought and played well, and um, on to the next one. How much of it is not typical of them, but also the execution on your part too? I mean, you can't downplay that either. Yeah, no, no. I mean, we definitely played well, and um, I, I think we definitely were uh, doing things and, uh, to help us be an advantage, an advantage all night. So. Um, but yeah, I give us a lot of credit on how we played today. But uh, that's still a really good team over there. And um, just can't, I mean, they had an off night. Juanan, what's going on, Juanan? Someone should tell the rest of the league that there is a storm brewing in New York. League is wide open. Why not us? 53 wins is the name of the father, the son, and the Robert Cross. That was a outstanding line. Are they on a 53 win pace right now? I think they're either on a, I think it's 51 and change. Uh, I don't even know. What's his, what's his team's you're, record? You're correct. They're, it's 51 like point something. 51 so points. They're 28 and 17. Okay. So we're getting there. Get there. Uh, Nick Knack, who's there? It's your boy, John. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, uh, what is TFT? Uh, is this the type of win that makes the front office consider going stronger at the deadline to make them a contender? If so, what move makes them a contender? I don't think that move is that. Let, let me rephrase that. I, are they a dark horse contender right now? Absolutely. Is there a small move that could push them further to contender contender as opposed to dark horse contender? Maybe. Is there anything on the board that would make them a contender contender full stop all caps like before the deadline i don't think that movie's out there unless unless the nets you know unless they would actually listen on Macau. that's the one and 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 they would make a trade with the knicks which again they may never do that's the only that's the only like I don't see I don't know what else 
I don't know what else is out there. I don't think anything else is out there. Bernard Richardson, is that an OG jersey, Macri? No, this is a Jalen Brunson jersey. I'll stand up again. So we got the we got the city edition here. There we go. Um, this was sent to me by a very good friend. Who I'm not going to say who it is, but uh, very much appreciated. This came in the mail today, and I was shocked to open it. And uh, it's uh, it's the first first jersey I've owned since since Stoudemire. So this is pretty cool for me to be able to put on next jersey again. Thanks, uh, Bernard. Anthony Sixto with another one. I think one of the last super lost super chats totally requested the clip of Jeremy dancing. Not sure though. Maybe I read it wrong. <laughs> Can we get it up there again? We haven't really spent that much time analyzing the uh, young ladies' uh, moves. I, I like the how they're playing off of each other because he's going more elbows and fists and she's going more fingers and forearms. It's a real, it's honest. It's very reminiscent of how well these Knicks fit together. Um, and, uh, you know, I just hope that this clip plays at their wedding someday. Andrew's just leaving that one right there. <laughs> Kevin Danishevsky Clyde made a good point about deuce tonight. He could really use a floater. Um, if he does, I like his creation upside. I talked in my super chat about the OG defensive player of the year case, but you addressed that. Um, thank you again, Kev. Uh, a floater. I, is a floater something that, like, have we ever seen a floater from Deuce? I kind of am okay with him just sticking with the middies because mid rangers, he was doing mid rangers in college. And. Like he, I think I feel pretty confident when he takes a mid ranger. I, I know he didn't hit the the midi that he he took tonight, where he like saw all the space. I think that's probably what I didn't hear the comment. I think that's probably what prompted it from Clyde, where he had all this all that room in front of him, and he pulled up and and he just missed it. I feel pretty confident when Deuce has that shot. Um, you know, someone to practice in the offseason, but as far as I'm concerned, please keep practicing the three point shooting because if he keeps hitting threes. At anywhere close to this rate with the defense, he's at least he's always going to be an NBA player. You know, it might be for 12 minutes a night. He's an NBA player for 12 minutes a night. That's the that's the thing. Um, as for OG, I, I think it's I think Minnesota would have to like maybe not fall apart, but <clears throat> they would have to really come down for it not to be Gobert. I I I see an opening at two. The, I, I I was genuinely shocked before when, when Andrew told me that Chet was number two in the betting odds. Not that Chet hasn't been incredibly impactful, but like I don't I don't think Chet has had a defensive player of the year caliber season. I, I think but what OG's doing here, I mean that's that's wild. Thanks, Kev. Jeremy D. Da Bears. But that was really my, good. That I could do. I'll do. I could do the that. That I could do. Can I show you what Jalen Brunson put on Instagram just now? Oh my god! In reference to Da Bears, so you have to the zoom in a little bit. But his wife Erica Brunson put up the score tile from the Knicks, which was one twenty two eighty four. Yeah, and then he put up there. I don't know if you can see it. You know, let me I share it a different way. Let me share it a different way. Hold on a second. So, again, this is right after the game. This is on Jalen Brunson's Instagram account. If you're not following him, please follow him on Instagram. And this is what he put up. Shout out to all the Bears fans. 
my point guard got jokes. I I haven't addressed this. Oh, we're addressing. I don't know if I should address it. Um, I man, I don't want to screw it up. I thought Fuddy Fuddy had the best comment on this, uh, in the last day or so, which is like something along the lines of like because there was a there's been so many parts of this, and one of the parts was like, oh, you wouldn't do this if a man said it. And I think uh, David Funderick made a great point about like that actually belittles the fact that she's just an analyst and like she said a thing and it was an incorrect thing. And then to I, I think I don't even know if you tweeted this out, but you put it in our text group yesterday where you're like, if she just followed it up, I'd be like, hey. I honestly like I, I I misremembered the playoffs last year. Obviously, Jalen Brunson was very good against Miami. No one would have given it a second thought. It'd be done. That's the end of the conversation. That's what me and Fred were when we were reacting to the outrage or whatever the the Knicks fans reacting to her follow up. I'm just like, yeah. You, all you literally had to do is say, "Oh, you're right." Like I'm on TV a lot. I say a lot of stuff. We get stuff wrong sometimes. I, My bad, I, Knicks fans. Jalen Brunson's great. I, I mean, I watch a lot of fucking basketball. But like I focus the vast majority of my time on the Knicks. I try to intelligently talk about other teams. It's not my job to do so. So I could sit here after a game or I could sit here on a pod with you and be like, honestly, I don't feel comfortable talking about that because I haven't watched that team enough. Candace Parker doesn't get to do that because then she's not going to have a job. So like she has to say the thing. It's okay to get stuff wrong and better would not be to get the thing wrong. Better would be the thing that you know is right, even if it's not the most insightful thing. But then again, you're towing the line of like, am I being engaging enough? So like, whatever. I don't want to get into that. The point is her job is very hard. It's okay when you make mistakes. It happens. Um, The tweet stuff was just was very funny. And then the last thing I'll say is like, it's not an indefensible take to say that Donovan Mitchell should have been an all-star starter over Jalen Brunson. I don't agree with it. I think they're very close. And the fact that one guy has played almost 300 more minutes or whatever it is about 300 more minutes more than the other guy is like, to me, a clear tiebreaker. Not everybody views the sport that way. That's fine. What? No, I think you're about to say what I'm thinking. So go ahead. But like, I, I don't even know. What were you, you going to say? So the Donovan Mitchell over Brunson pick isn't what people are reacting to. Like yeah, said, no, I know that. You go yeah. by the numbers, that's a defensible pick. It's that her reasoning was, I went with record. But yes. you had Halliburton over Brunson, who yeah. is on a team with a worse record. And, and oh, by the way, has missed a ton of games. <laughs> And again, it's really as as look no further than me. It's hard to be in front of the camera so so much of the time and like be engaging and like all the things and always be right and like you're going to screw up. But like it's okay, it's okay to say something that is off. You just don't compound it. And we should add because I see someone in the chat mention this, and I, I do think this is something that we do. Not that we get it wrong, but that we just like forget sometimes. Not everybody knows what we're talking about. So Candace Parker, one of the analysts for Inside the NBA, on their Tuesday night crew, one of the greatest WNBA players ever. Um, oh, absolutely. She, she and I, to be honest, like, well, my response to it on Twitter was like, what stinks is I actually tune in to Candace because she has um, really dove into the modern NBA and tried to break it down from how the way to 
today's game is played. Like with Shaq and, and Chuck, it's very much like, here's how I would have played. And it's like, well, guys, your size now take threes and your analysis is go in and dominate. So I actually enjoy Candace's Parker, Candace Parker's analysis usually. It's that during the pregame for Nick's Nets on Tuesday, she was analyzing Jalen Brunson and they did the same, like, what do the Knicks need? Are they a contender? How do you evaluate Jalen Brunson? And it turned into the same, like, how far can you get with Jalen Brunson as your best player? And she then said he was good in the Cleveland series against Miami. Not so much. Knicks fans heard that. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, he was actually outstanding in the Miami series and the Cleveland series. He, you could argue he wasn't as good, even though like games four and five, he was outstanding. She then clarified on Twitter the next day when Knicks fans got a hold of that soundbite. And what she said, what she said was like, listen, listen, Knicks fans, I'm a Bears fan. I feel your pain. And then went on to make it about something else that no Knicks fan was upset about. And she was like, Iverson, Steve Nash, all these small guards never won a title with him as your best player. I just don't think you can win a best. Like she made it the Becky Hammond thing all over again. I was like, we weren't upset. You didn't say that. You said something factually incorrect, which is that he was bad against the Miami Heat. And he was the best player in that series. And that's what has led to Fred and many other Knicks fans being like, and Jalen Brunson now saying, you know, it's, how about them bears? Uh, da bears. Great. We should do it. We should put out a shirt about something about like, but I'm da a bears. bears. But I'm a bears fan. There I get go. it. Listen, Candace, you got something wrong. It's okay. I'm a Jets fan. I can relate to it. I get stuff wrong all the time. Uh, Juan Cruz. Fuck the fan vote. TNT, Kenny Smith and all the haters. Go New York. Go New York. Go. The thing that I got upset about when I saw all the voting totals is that the players voted Maxi second over Brunson. That bothered me. Because if the players put Brunson second over Maxi, I was I I figured on the for anybody who watched the pregame when the vote came down, I just figured the players voted Dame. They didn't. They voted Brunson ahead of Dame, which actually quite frankly shocked me. Shocked me even more that they voted Maxi ahead of Brunson. Not that Maxi isn't awesome, he is, but I just I don't know. I was surprised by that. Um, and look, a testament to the season that Maxi's had. He's been awesome. Um, but if Brunson was ahead of Maxi in the player vote, then Brunson's starting the All-Star game, which is kind of annoying. But the media did the right thing, so it was good. Bernard Richardson with another one. Sims with his best NBA Finals Iggy on LeBron impression tonight, LOL. Precious stepping up and producing is so sweet. Still mad about Brunson, but what a win. Don't be mad about it. It's a silly thing. It's a fan vote. It's a fan vote. And like people have tried to turn this around like, ah, oh, Knicks fan should have got out and voted. Like, come on, man. I, I, we're a great fan base. I don't, I think this stuff gets, it's, it, it doesn't come down to fan bases voting for their guy. It comes down to, player popularity worldwide and player exposure and like all those sorts of things. And the fact of the matter is like, there's a lot of people out there in the world and in the country who still view Jalen Brunson as like, Oh, the Knicks did really well to get him away from Dallas where he, you know, like good for him, putting up some nice points for the, like they don't, people don't pay that close of attention. It's not, it does not come down to the fan base. Do you like, do, do people really think that like, 
the majority of the f- people that voted for Jalen Brunson are Knicks fans, and like the majority of people that voted for anybody are like Pacer fans or P- Philly fans or Hawks fans for trailer. Like, come on, that's crazy. This is a this is just a nation. This is a, a worldwide thing. It, it's a popularity contest, and that's unfortunate, but that's the reality. So nobody should get mad at this. Sam Garcia's dad. Since the Nets own New York, maybe they'll let us. Maybe they'll rent us. Um, Mikael Bridges hashtag just saying that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, remember that New Yorker cover? That was fun. That was fun. How'd that work out? By the way, I forget. I forget how that one worked out. <laughs> Nick Knack, who's there? It's your boy John. Uh, Nick Knack, like knock knock. Happy to be here. Love listening to the pod. My wife doesn't love it so much. Uh, I apologize to your wife. I hope please. Uh, DM me and let me know if there's anything according to your wife that we could be doing better to make her more engaged and entertained. I'm always, always trying to be better. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about our new sponsor, Prize Picks. Not only are they the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, but they're also the easiest and most exciting way to play. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, it's just you against the numbers, picking more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection. With the NBA season more than midway through and the NFL season with just three games left, now is as good a time as any to pick combo projections across sports from the specials league for example on any given night take jalen brunson over in points julius randall over in rebounds or og ananobi over in steals then combine it with two nfl props like patrick mahomes over in passing yards lamar jackson over in rushing yards or christian mccaffrey over in touchdowns prize picks is a really simple way to play prize picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like on taco tuesday each tuesday prize picks discounts select player projections up to 25 percent to provide Provide even more value. Prize Picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account all basketball season. You know what to do. Go to prizepicks.com slash KFS and use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash KFS and use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, it's daily fantasy sports made easy. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. St. Nick's NYC. OG is essentially playing the roaming wildcard freelance defender role that IQ is playing except with more size. Burks look like looks like a perfect piece right now. Uh, I think 
OG's giving you a, quite quite a bit more on ball. I think the off ball stuff was the more of the focus tonight because of the steals, and obviously Jokic is the uh, generator of most of the offense <clears throat> for Denver, and uh, OG didn't guard Jokic tonight. I think there's a I think there's a very interesting conversation, and at one I would love to hear smarter people than me have about and this is probably team specific into or matchup specific, but like where is OG's value the highest? As the the sort of player that you're talking about, or one on one? The issue with the one on one part is I think the one on one part it, it changes this is why it's matchup dependent because like is the no is the guy that is the number one guy who OG isn't guarding? Who's guarding that guy? Is the center guarding them? Is like DiVincenzo guarding them? Is like Randall guarding them? Like it, I think that part of it depends. As for Burks, look, I will always love Alec Burks. Um, perfect piece is a little bit much. I wouldn't mind him. I wouldn't mind him. All right, here we go. Kevin Denishevsky. Uh, hey, Andrew, Joe Mauer's a Hall of Famer. How you doing? Huh? I'm. I thought Joe Mauer was a first ballot Hall of Fame. Kevin, you were the one that was like, he needs to wait a couple of years to get on. I was the one that was arguing he was this, a Hall of Famer. This came up the other night. I know oh, I've been out of, out of the baseball loop for a few years now, but like I always perceived that Joe Mauer as a first ballot Hall of Famer. So did I. Yeah, okay. Kevin, you're the one that needed to check yourself before analyzing baseball okay i'm the one that's been on the the train about how his peak was outstanding and ignore the fact that like he hit more than 13 home runs once in his career and never had over 200 hits and never had and never like like was basically a singles hitter in a power era but like evan i was the one that argued that it's okay honestly like i apologize everybody you had to witness that but, but kevin we'll 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 accept you for for the this take it's okay well we're glad that you finally got to see the right thing happen and it's joe mauer getting in on the first ballot so we got two from fred baseball uh yo gmac read my text did in super chat on the air you monster fred i apologize for not reading it as you can imagine i hesitate before reading things that you send me now um so in the group chat he said what will be a higher number? OG Ananobi's plus minus from tonight or OG Ananobi's 24-25 salary in millions? That's a great... What was this plus minus tonight? It's plus 39. What year? What year is the salary we're asking about? Uh, I think he's saying what his annual salary will be. Oh, 24-25 salary. That's important because it's at the beginning of the contract and not the end. And I would guess that they're going to do an ascending contract. Um, the plus minus. The plus minus, because I think... I don't really feel like sitting here and doing this math right now, but I will, for posterity's sake. If we start at 35 and we go max 8% raises, that means year two is 378 that means year three is 40.8. That means year four is 44. And that means year five, because you can give me year five, uh, not on a max. It's the new new CBA, 47.6, uh, at which point he will be, I think, 31 years old. Um, I don't 
my only question he's it's going to be 35 my only question is like is it likely incentives that get him to 35 or is it 35 plus like all defense that gets him to 37 or 38 that's my only question but i think i think OG Ananobi's making 35 million dollars next year with another one from Fred, uh, he's going more elbows with fists and she's going more fingers with forearms. Title of John's sex tape. So, Fred, you'll never see me have a sex tape. It's not going to happen because I am a happily uh, married man and we do not engage in that sort of uh, uh, pastime. I don't need that sort of kink in my life. Andrew's Andrew's not commenting on anything. Saying nothing. I, I look, what what you and your wife do on your time is your business. You know. I I mean No, we don't have to have this discussion now. We don't. No, we don't. <laughs> it's a good title though. It's a good it title. It is a good title. Yes. Really? Totally. And one last super chat that came in. And thank you. We apologize, everybody, that the super chats weren't working tonight. We appreciate you sending in a ton of questions and we're happy we got to the two hour mark with with all of you here still a thousand people watching live thank you Jesus. my argument is to all the idiots who voted dame over brunson what is dame better at this year enlighten me well he's not better at defense i know that um he's not better at creating or generating offense inside the arc um he's not better at pull-up shooting actually i do i think that look I, I think there is a fear factor with Dame that defenses like, look, is it smart for defenses to play off of Brunson? No. Is he making them pay far more than anybody ever thought he would make anybody pay in the, over the course of his career? Yes. If you, I think if you watch like Milwaukee possessions and you watch New York possessions, like they there there's still a level of respect that defenses give to Dame that will then open up the floor for Milwaukee that defenses don't pay to Brunson as consistently when he is out that far from the basket and he will make them pay and because he's making them pay that's why his percentages are so high because defenses don't respect him but there is something to be said for what Dame does to open up their offense because again, that level of respect that that defense is—I mean, I'm stretching here. I'm reaching. I'm I'm grasping at straws. But the fact that I have to sit here and grasp at straws, I think, is indicative of why. Again, every media person who has revealed their ballot has been like Bronson's over Dame, and Dame's numbers are good. Like, look at Dame's scoring average. Look at Dame's efficiency. They're good. That they're they're no they they're good. They're not as good as he usually is, but they're they're I are his points per shot attempt not better than Brunson this year? It's right there. They're neck only neck. because he's he's the, the thing that Dame has that it's not even that he's is better at it than Brunson. He's just like more of it than Brunson is that he gets to the line more and is shooting ninety percent from the free throw line, and that's which a, leads to his point skill. per shot attempt being what it is. Yeah. So like again, it's it's but to, but to me the fact that those numbers are there. And people who cover this sport for a living are still like universally like, yeah, Brunson's been better this year. That tells you all you need to know. It tells you everything. Thank you, Ed. And we are done. All right. Last chance for anybody 
who didn't get the I feel terrible that the super chats weren't working. Um, but uh, thank you again. Uh, and thanks to everybody still watching. Uh, this was such a fun night. I'm so happy we got to do this together as Nick fans. What? One super well, okay. One actual super chat came in, and then one super chat came in from Nick. Nick Nack, who's there? Again. It's your boy John. No, didn't mean to offend. Wife doesn't listen to your show. She doesn't like me listening so much. Much love. Oh, that's a you problem, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Please keep listening. Please keep listening. We'll try to. I don't know. Uh, good luck to Taylor's. Is she a Taylor Swift fan? Good luck I'm to Taylor, Taylor and the, the the Kelseys on Sunday. My. My beloved, my beloved wife, uh, showed more interest in a football game this past Sunday than she has shown in years, years, and she won't ruin for anybody on the field. I'll tell you that. Yeah, go Taylor's boyfriend. Yeah, bopped you. Uh, thank you for this for the contribution, my friend. Absolutely phenomenal win for the Knicks tonight. I really hope we keep the fourth seed the rest of the season. Also, it's now. Oh, is it 126? Yeah, it's 126. Rest in peace, Kobe. Um, what are KFS favorite Kobe moment memories? Um, thank you for shouting that out. Appreciate that. God, I'll never forget that day. What a strange day. Um, hmm. Favorite Kobe memories. Weirdly enough, mine is his last game. Last game's up there. Watched it from my uh, in-law's uh, living room. And... Uh, it was on. I remember I, where I was, and I'm like, "Is this is this happening?" And it was happening. I can't say that's my favorite though. 81 point games up there. The, the honest answer for me is the 81 point game because because the 81 point game coincided with, unless I really am misremembering this and just like making up my own history. I'm fairly certain the 81 point game coincided with the Pittsburgh Steelers winning the AFC Championship. Um, double double check that for me. If I'm wrong, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to own that. But I I just remember I remember seeing it that it happened, and I was like, I just remember I was very happy. That's why I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I remember seeing it, that it happened. I was like so happy. I didn't know I didn't know it was happening in the moment. Like I wasn't like online at that point in time, so I couldn't follow it. Like in in real time but I remember seeing it I actually think I may have seen it like in a newspaper the next day and saw that he scored 81 and I was like holy shit he scored 81 points Um, you are correct they beat the Denver Broncos the same day and then that night the uh, the same night the Kobe Bryant at 81 points yeah I went out and got lit that night because I was bartending for the Steeler game and I was like you know I, we could have landed on the moon that night. I wouldn't know. Uh, but yeah, so I remember seeing it in the paper when I went, cause I went out and got the paper the next morning. Cause I all I wanted back, you know, again, I wasn't really online. So I would, would go to the paper and read about whatever happened. And so I, that's why I went and got the paper and I saw it. I was like, Holy shit. 81. My God. So, yeah. Yeah. I have a ton of games that stand out from what I would remember. And like the Lakers were always because of, because it's the Lakers, like it's still true now, but like the Lakers were always the night game on TNT. So when I was done with my homework, I was allowed to like watch TV until I fell asleep and it was always the Lakers. And there's like a ton of games that stood out by him. And 
I think why the last game stands out to me more now is because of the context of his daughter sitting courtside and Gigi sitting courtside and knowing what happened on this day four years ago, Mm. that memory stands out even more so. And it was like a weird night where the Warriors were going for 73 wins and Kobe was playing his last game on ESPN2 and nobody watched the Warriors game because Kobe, it was very early on that you realized, oh, he's taking every shot. They're just like going to find him and set screens for him to take shots. And then he found some efficiency in the last five minutes that, you know, turned back the clock. So, um, you know, his influence is all over the league and his memory is lived out that way. So thank you for bringing that up, Bob, to you. Um, and I'll just, uh, unless we have any more, we're done. Uh, I'll end, I'll end with this. Uh, so shout out to Zach Lella. Just put this in the Substack chat. Uh, just looked it up on Stat Muse. Was wondering if anyone could confirm. OG plus two thirty nine plus minus as a Nick. I'm going to assume that that's right, but I'm looking it up on NBAStats.com for the year. For the year, so this includes his Toronto minutes. He's plus two seventy six. Mm-hmm. That is twelfth in the league. Um, the players who are ahead of OG Ananobi for the year in total plus minus, it is three Nuggets, Michael Porter Jr., Contavious Caldwell Pope, and obviously Nikola Jokic. Um, it is three Celtics, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Derek White. Uh, it is two Clippers, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Perhaps you've heard of them. Um, and then it is actually two, two Sixers, neither of which are Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris and, Ty- uh, Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey. And then the guys he's just ahead of Anthony Edwards, Drew Holiday, KP, Gobert, Jalen Williams, Embiid is in 18th place. So all of the names that I have just read are teams from or players from the Sixers, the Thunder, the Celtics, the Timberwolves, and the Clippers. And then there's OJ Nope. There's your deep point case. I mean, that's that's pretty good. Mm hmm. He's he's good. uh, Good, good. Basketball player that OG Ananobi. Okay. Um, thank you everybody again tonight. Don't forget to please uh, subscribe to the channel. Um, if you're listening on the podcast, uh, do leave a, a five star rating and, and a review. Even if your uh, your husband just listens to the pod, you don't listen to the pod at all. You could you could leave a review. Uh, we will be back with more fun and games uh, before you know it. Casual Friday, obviously coming up. Uh, Nigel Friday was tonight because they were on the the watch along. Yeah. But uh, I will be coming up with another post game, and you, Andrew Claudio, will be coming up with another pregame. He's back. Giancarlo Navas joins me on Saturday morning to talk about these nasty Miami Heat and how terrified I still am of them. Also, by the way, we have a birthday shout out. Last super chat from Jeff Keys. Happy BA to my wife. Figure I'd share with KFS. Shout out to you, Jeff. And shout out to your wife, Jeff. That's that's I I know the meaning of that. Yes. Uh, so happy birthday to your wife, and thank you for sharing that. Uh, oh wait, is it? Hold on, is it Bernard's birthday too? Yes, it's Oz's birthday. Speaking of baseball dorks, happy birthday to Bernard Ozerowski, my current former co-host of the movie podcast that we have no time to do. Uh, outstanding father, great friend, Jeremy's boss. Like we love you, Oz, and I. I hope you have a good birthday. I'm probably going to send you something in the next 20 minutes that wishes you a happy birthday. So happy birthday to Oz. We love you. And obviously, John has known you longer. So 
I'll let him say something. I'm not going to say anything to Oz, Oz could. He's Oz. Whatever. Uh, all right. Happy birthday, Oz. Happy birthday to Mr. Key's wife. And uh, happy birthday to all the Knicks fans out there. This, this felt like a birthday. We'll talk to everybody soon. Peace out.